Good morning. Uh, I just got to tell you, it is so good to be home. This, yeah, you can cheer for that. That's cool. For those of you that don't know, uh, this is where we started our, uh, our pastoral journey. My husband was a, a pastor here for a while, and, and we, uh, God had something else planned for us. And so uh, we're pastoring, we, he's pastoring another church. I just passed communion. Um, <laughs> he's pastoring another church on the north side, but um, I'm so happy, and I'm so humbled to be with you this morning. So um, hopefully it's worth it um, for you. Um, <laughs> This is my family right here, and as you may or may not know, we're in a, thanks, (laughs) I think they're cute too, Uh, we're in a series about generations. We want to be a multi-generation church, and today we're going to talk about parenting, Uh, and I am a parent of three boys. Uh, There's Zach on the top, he's uh, loving my life, super best person I have ever known, Uh, and then over on the right is is Maverick with his little smirky smile. He's five. Uh, Titus turns four tomorrow. He is the little blondie over here. Uh, and then in the middle, we have Buttersnugs. Uh, that's his rapper name. Uh, his actual name is Ryder, but we just call him Snugs because he's thick. <laughs> so, uh, and this next picture is a sign I made for Maverick when he was born, and it hangs in my boys' room. And it says, like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man who has filled his quiver with them. And I wanted to make that for my boys because, and hang it in their room, to remind them when they feel weak, they are in fact weapons. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. We're going to go through Psalms 127. We're going to focus on verse 4 and 5, but I think it's important to, when we read scripture to read it in its entirety for context because this isn't like the potluck where you just go through and like, I'll take that scripture. No, thank you. That one doesn't apply to me. Okay, yes, I like the way this one tastes. No, that's not my flavor. Okay, so we're going to read the Bible in, in whole. Okay, so uh, get out your Bibles, get out your apps, uh, whatever you need. Psalms 127, starting in verse 1. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Let me pause and give you a little bit of context here. Psalms are letters, poems, and songs written to the people, often that they would proclaim or sing over themselves when they were headed to the temple. This one in particular was written by King Solomon, who is often regarded as the wisest man in the world. So let's see what he has to say about building your own house, building your own kingdom. Verse one, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise up early and stay up late, Toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Yes, Jesus, amen, we need sleep if we have kids, okay? Children are heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward for him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. I love that the scripture describes parents as warriors. Yes. Does that make you stand up a little straighter? Like, uh-huh, yeah, I got this. 
warriors. Not, you know, the ATM, the taxi cab driver, you know, the poop smith. That's what we call the diaper wiper at our house. No, no, no. Warriors. What's interesting about a warrior is that a warrior can use their weapon for good or for evil. And don't we want to raise children that are weapons for good? And so what we're going to talk about is as the archers today, how do we prepare ourselves to be good parents? What I find interesting about the arrow, the arrow of old, right now you can just buy fiberglass ones at Cabela's. But the arrow of old, the warrior would go out and, they, and he would pick a variety of sticks that he, he thought would make good weapons. And then he would scrape the bark off. And then every day he would analyze the arrow and he would adjust the arrow. Because as a baby stick, as soon as you take it from the tree, it starts to curl over on itself. It doesn't want to be straight. It just folds up. But the archer is intentional. He analyzes the arrow. He adjusts the arrow every day. Every day. He makes it straighter. He makes it straighter. It rests. He makes it straighter. It rests. He makes it to every single day. And what's interesting is as he's adjusting the arrow, the, the shaft becomes harder and it matures. And when it's done maturing, he's going to have a good arrow. But what's also interesting about the arrow is that if it's not, if it's not taking correction, then the archer can hold it over the flame, warm it up, and try to correct it. But if the archer holds it over the flame too long, it's going to burn up. Let's take a look at Proverbs 13, 24. It says, whoever spares the rod hates their children, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. Now, often this scripture is, is quoted in the context of if you're going to spank your children or not, okay? We're not going to go there today. That's between you, Jesus, and your kids. Some kids might need spankings. Some kids don't, Okay? But when this is whoever, okay, this is referencing the rod. Okay, so we take a look back at the Old Testament, which, by the way, you should read. Okay, don't just be a New Testament Christian. Okay, let's read the whole thing. When we're reading the Old Testament, we see that Abraham, Moses, Israel, his 12 sons, they all had a rod. Shepherds had a staff. Same thing, synonym. And what this is used for is to, is to provide correction to their, to, their, to their flock, is to keep them from running off in the ravine, right? Sweet Jesus, please don't run into that car when we're giving you driving lessons, okay? We're guiding our children, and we have to do it with firmness and with kindness. Scripture says this, the children, let's see, uh, loves, okay, boop, boop. Whoever spares the rod hates their children, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. That doesn't mean you just go flying off the handle and you smack them around a little bit, right? 
Or as my grandfather used to say, I'm going to spank you because I know you're going to do something wrong later. <laughs> He's probably watching this. He doesn't really say that, so I need to apologize to him. <laughs> he just said it as a joke, so he's a really great guy. <laughs> but we, we have to be delicate. We have to analyze and adjust ever so. And every arrow needs something different. How do we know what that different thing is? Well, we have to apply discipline. What's discipline? Well, you might think it's punishment. Nope. Discipline is the art of bringing peace. Punishment is the consequence for lack of discipline. Okay, so as archers, we have to discipline ourselves to do certain things, but if we think about it, we need to understand that punishment is the consequence for lack of discipline. If I don't put the effort into my children now to be polite, to treat people with respect, they're going to be rude to me, to their teachers, to their coaches. And then when they are older, I won't want to be around them. We must be intentional with our discipline. Discipline, on the other hand, is the art of peace. Peace sounds good in my house. I don't know about you. I showed you a picture of three boys, but sometimes it feels like there's 27 of them in there. Okay? Peace. Hebrews 12, 11 says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. If your kids know how to use manners and they're polite to you, doesn't that bring peace to your house? If your kids know how to conduct themselves in public, then perhaps their schooling experience will be better. But we have to be disciplined in order for our children to be disciplined. Anybody ever get tired of parenting? Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can just shout out amen. Okay. Um, my brother asked me recently, he's like, well, hey, what's the hardest part of parenting? I said, parenting. <laughs> I wish I could just be my kid's friend, you know? Be like, oh, somebody's eating ice cream out of the fridge. Somebody needs to handle that. No, I am the warrior. I have to address them. I have to be with them when they are tired, when I'm tired. I, I need to, to control my own tongue so that I can teach them to control theirs. I need to treat people with respect so that they know how to treat people with respect. I, think about this. If you are trying to teach your kids to have self-confidence, but they you, you stand in front of the mirror every morning and you criticize what is beautifully and wonderfully made. What is that teaching them? If you want them to respect their mother and their stepmother, but in secret you are watching porn, what are you training in your children? Because we know that more is caught than taught. So we have to be disciplined Discipline in our heart, in our minds, in our bodies, in our spirits. We have to take control of ourselves before we can train this weapon. We need to have discipline. The second thing we need 
as archers is wise counsel. Wise counsel. Now, if you're, if you're watching the service when DeAndre was spoken, you know wise counsel is important, important so that you're not referred to as Booba the Foo. Okay? We don't want to be foolish, but parenting is so nuanced and it's new every day. You have a five-year-old, you get it figured out, guess what? He turns six. Then you got a whole new monster on your hands. The six-year-old turns seven. Now you got teenagers. Have you ever done this before? I don't know about you, but no. Because each kid is different. Each, each arrow comes from a different tree. Each, each shaft is different. And so we have to correct it differently. And a great way to do that is to have wise people pouring into your life. How do you find these wise people? Well, a great way is to first know them in person, not just follow them on Instagram. And the second thing is you need to watch and see what their arrows look like. Now, we can't always judge parenting by the way our arrows turn out because they are human too. But there is importance in gathering wisdom from those who have gone before because maybe they can't tell you how to do it, but maybe they can tell you how not to do it. I'm, I'm super blessed um, that in this, sitting in this auditorium actually, there are several ladies who provide wise counsel for me. And so I want to talk to the empty nesters in the room. We may not ask for it directly, but we need you. We do. Uh, scripture says, scripture says uh, something along the lines of, gray hair is the splendor of the old. The splendor, the crown. Young people, that means they have something that they have learned, and we need to take note. And if you're an empty nester and you don't have arrows any longer, you'll know that there are some arrows that have been dropped, and they need to be picked up. If you were with us throughout the series, you'll know that DeAndre was talking about how a couple in his church took interest in him and paid for his singing lessons. Praise Jesus that they saw that, that they loved him, that he can lead us in worship. You'll know that Jan was mentored by an older gentleman in his church, and he's pastoring us. You still have something to give. Because there are arrows lying around us that need help. And by the way, so do us parents. As, as I mentioned, there's some really amazing women that are sitting in this auditorium who have taken an interest in my life that really is undeserved. Because they're cool, okay? And they pursue me even when I don't have time to respond to them. They send me text messages. They were, they were praying for me fiercely all week. They hand make cards and send them to me. They send me dinner. They provided encouragement to me when I had postpartum depression. 
after my baby was born. And I don't have a lot to give to them, but man, do they give a lot to me. And you have that. If you don't have kids, that's okay. You have something to give. You can just take an interest in somebody's life. And you can give to them. You can give them life. We need your wise counsel. And parents, you need somebody who can, can tell you how it goes. You need somebody to say, baby, I know they're acting like brats right now. But you can put them in timeout. That's okay. We need wise counsel. Discipline. Wise counsel. The third thing we need as archers is heart. Sorry, my nose is running. And what is heart? Heart is the courage to follow God's word. Heart is, what is heart? This is what strikes me about heart. When we're looking at arrows, do you see this right here? What is this? This is, this is the tip, this is the point. This is the weapon that really causes the damage. What do I want to tip my kids with? The sword of the spirit. Jesus, because when I'm not there to protect them, he can protect them. When I'm not there to, to, to go to battle for them, they are prepared because the Holy Spirit is within them and can come out for them. God is for us, not against us. But there is an army coming that is so against us that does not want our children to see, succeed, does not want us to succeed, and so he tries to take us out. But listen, you might want to drink some water because we're not going to water down the scriptures today, okay? <laughs> some of us in this room have only subscribed to half of Jesus. Half. Because scripture says God should be our Lord and our Savior. And some of us take the Savior bill all day long. Grace, you're like, a, you're like a referee on the soccer field. Grace, grace, grace. Grace, don't judge me. I got grace. Hold out your grace card. Grace. Uh-uh. No. Grace is good. Grace is half. Some, uh, somebody came here today to hear this. God, when we accept Jesus, when we, when we have him with us, he is Savior and he is Lord. He is Lord of our life, which means I don't like this rule, but I'm going to do it because I trust you. I don't know what you're doing with my life, but I know you want me walking in that direction, so I'm going to go, even though I don't want to. Sometimes God's plan sucks. Amen? Amen. Can she say that from stage? She just did. <laughs> That's because I lived it. That's because sometimes he does something in my life, and I'm like, you crazy. That's not it. We have a plan, God. You didn't give me the plan. This, this, no, I got somebody else's plan, okay? And sometimes we pray 
like we're praying to UPS, you know, where we're like, I need next day deliverance, Lord, bring it. (laughs) It's not how it works. It's not how it works. We need him as Lord and Savior. We need his grace and we need his direction. Because if we are going to create these arrows, we need something to point them at. And that is the heart of God. That is what we all need. And we can do this. Scripture says, I love this verse, Deuteronomy 6, chapter, I'm sorry, Deuteronomy 6, verse 5 and 9. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your strength. These commandments that I give to you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. Or in my case, when you're walking down the roads of Target. When you lie down and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands, bind them on your foreheads, write them on your door frames of your houses and your gates. Let them bleed into your veins. Let them be in your mind so that you can recall them when things are tough. Let them be on the hedges of our household so that those that enter know who we serve. And let them be on the gates of our workplace so that those we come in contact can feel the presence of Jesus by our love. I think as parents we can overcomplicate this. It can be really scary. You know, i got to spend my hour and a half Beth more devotional. I'm just, every morning, every morning, Lord, 4.30, 4.30 a.m. with you, yes. I know I have 17 children, yawn, but I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, um, mm-hmm. and then hour and a half with my kids every day. I'm going to homeschool them. We're going to do all Jesus curriculum. It's going to be great. Anybody got time for that? I don't have time for that. So we overcomplicate this, but it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be that hard. I'm going to ask my boys to come up and help me. You can give them a round of applause if you like. (laughs) Stand right here. Stand right here. We're going to demonstrate for you something that we do every night before we go to bed. Okay? Can you show us that? Yeah. Ta-da. Okay. Maverick drew this for us. Okay. So come right here. We, 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 we do this every night before we go to bed, okay? God loves me. I love me. I'm a winner. It's right here. I'm responsible. I'm responsible. I respect my parents. I respect my parents. I was trustworthy. I'm trustworthy. I was trustworthy. I was created for greatness. I was created for greatness. And I love Jesus. And I love Jesus. Good job. God loves me. I love me. I'm a winner. I'm responsible. I respect my parents. I am trustworthy. I was created for greatness. And I love Jesus. 
These are simple things we can give to our children if we take the time to be intentional, develop discipline, seek wise counsel, and have the heart of God. Because then we can aim our children at the right target. And I wish I could tell you that I came up with this or that my husband came up with this. But these people right here came up with this. My in-laws started this with my husband. Because they wanted to create a weapon that was directed right at the heart of God. And so when they have something to say about parenting, I'm listening. Because if they can make the best person I've ever known in my life, by the way, their other kids are awesome too. That's who I want speaking into my life because I want my kids to do that too. And listen, I don't know what's going to happen with my kids. I don't know if they're going to follow Jesus in their life. I don't even know if they're going to be good people. But I do know that scripture offers a promise. And sometimes we just need to hold on to promises. Amen? He says this. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not stray from it. Train up a child in the way he should go. Thank you, baby. And when he is old, he will not stray from it. Let's pray. Jesus, we are so glad you are a warrior. And we are grateful that you made us warriors. Train us up, Lord. Train us up in your way so that we can hit your target and then we can become wise counsel for our children and their children's children. We're so grateful to call you Jesus. Amen.